studio today, we have uh, Ishmael Mohammed, who's back with us again uh, on a, uh, not, not about building and uh, <laughs> planning and so forth today, um, but on something a little more deeper and um, uh, uh, personal, I suppose, in a way. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to talk about Islam today. On my journey around the island, talking to people and so forth, there's been wonderful conversations, but there's also been a lot of misperceptions about uh, the Muslim religion and Islam. So today, uh, we're very, very privileged to have Ismail here to talk to us about Islam. Good morning. Good morning, Is yeah. uh, Ismail. So uh, we're, we're getting you just before you take off across the water in the plane and so yeah. forth. And are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Yes. Oh, okay. That's uh, I, I, that that has multiple connotations. Please tell me, what does uh, Islam mean to you and to the gen to to the the, the Muslim community? Um, there's so many. Uh, uh, misinterpretations from social media, from the news and so forth. Uh, we hear uh, terrible labels being given to uh, Muslims in the street and so forth. But tell me, what does what, what, what is Islam? Yeah. Uh, well, good morning everybody again. Uh, first of all, starting point, uh, I, am, I must say that I am not a scholar, uh, but I am a Muslim, I uh, practice, I have some knowledge uh, I would say my knowledge is not as deep as some, a scholar, but nevertheless, uh, obviously, I have knowledge which I can, I can spread. Uh, but Islam itself, the word Islam means submission. That's what it basically means, submission. And it means peace. Basically, uh, the main principle of Islam is believing in your creator, uh, and that is God, we call it in Arabic, Allah, Allah spelled A-L-L-A-H. And the basic principle then is that uh, God created, God, Allah created the universe and then he created mankind. And the main principle of Islam is uh, seven things in total. One is believing in that creator as one, believing in the angels, believing in messengers, that's the prophets who came to uh, show us how to live our lives, uh, living, uh, believing in the books, believing in death, and believing in the day of judgment. But that's after death there is a, another life, and we will be brought forward to actually account for what, how we have lived our life. So that's the basic principle. So following that on that is that God created human beings, uh, and then he sent messages prophets to actually then uh, prepare his message to the people. The first prophet was Adam uh, and he came down to this, came to come down to this earth and then since then there have been a number of prophets uh, and messengers. There are some main prophets, some minor prophets, uh, we call them, uh, uh, they may be present. Prophets as, as being the main one, or the messengers being the, the secondary one. So Jesus, for instance, a lot, a lot of uh, sort of the Christian religion obviously believes in Jesus being the Son of God and so forth. Uh, in 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 the Muslim religion, would you acknowledge Jesus as as uh, a prophet or the Son of God? Or yeah, yeah. That, that's good. But then the first of all was believing God, being being 
eternal, being just one in himself. He doesn't have any partners, he doesn't have any children, and he's one on all. All the prophets that came uh, thereafter portrayed that same message. And the, the last few prophets which came was the prophet Isa, we, we refer to as Jesus Christ as Isa. Um, he was born to a virgin mother, uh, and basically he is a prophet. We also believe that he actually did not actually die on earth. He was actually lifted to heaven, and he will actually return to, to this world again, because every person who comes to this earth must also experience death. So, because he was then lifted into heaven, he will come back to earth, as some people refer to as the Messiah, uh, and he will be the, the Messiah who will actually return to earth. Mm. And then the seal of all prophets was then Prophet, Prophet Muhammad. Uh, when, we all, when we refer to prophets, we always say, peace and blessing be upon them. Uh, in, in Arabic, it's sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, uh, and when you uh, greet, when you meet someone, uh, you, uh, I mean, you say it quite quickly, so I, I haven't been able to um, to capture it. But when you meet someone, you you say something, peace be with you. Or? Yeah, we, when we meet somebody, we always say assalamu alaikum, which means peace be with you, and they reply back by saying wa alaikum assalam, peace be with you too. Right. And similarly, when you depart, you say the same thing as well. Right. Or wasalama, which means uh, Islam to you. Right. So people traveling to uh, the Arabic countries or the Muslim country, particularly, uh, would this be something that, that, for instance, if I went to work in in, in Saudi Arabia or somewhere like that, uh, is this a, 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 a quite a normal greeting or Pakistan? What is this? In, in all Muslims, for all Muslims, all walks of life, that's the, that is a normal greeting. So I would perhaps, I suppose, go there and, like we would say, ciao in in, in Italy, or uh, you would also uh, perhaps yeah. greet uh, yeah. Yeah. in the same yeah. way, yeah. right, yeah. right, yeah. right. And then the main principle of love then is basically living according to teachings of the prophets or the messengers. And all of the messages who came on this earth gave one simple message. One was to believe in your creator and he has no partners and then to follow the way I teach you to live. Mm. And all the prophets talked exactly the same thing uh, to the no differentiation in that being honest, caring about people, being truthful, do not murder, do not steal and all the things which are similar to the Ten Commandments. Exactly the same thing. I'm 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 actually seeing a, a lot of similarities in a sense, and uh, and I suppose when you talk of a one true God, uh, much of Christianity is about a one true God, true God. So there are a lot of similarities there. Yeah. Well, that's as I said, because because all the prophets gave it all exactly the same thing. So in reality, there is no difference between them. So this similarity is there. But I think the only difference which ha what happens is because, for example, Jews believe in, Pro Jews believe in Prophet Musa, uh, Moses, because uh, they don't think another, another prophet after that. As similar as Christianity, they believe in uh, uh, Jesus Christ as uh, Prophet Jesus. Therefore, then they, that's where they think they start. But I, when I actually explain Islam to people and how the created, create, how God created the world. Particularly if you believe in God as, as your creator. And a, a, an example I always give is, if you live in a nation, or a nation or in a country, the country creates laws. Uh, 
over a period of time, laws change. And then if you say a new law comes in and, and you say to yourself, right, I'm not going to believe in this law, I'm only going to believe in the law which is before that, you're committing crime. So therefore, you'll be, you'll, if you do, if you do if something which is allowed before, but not allowed now, but you follow that, and you are then committing a crime, and you will be punished by your state. So similarly, if, if you believe in God as the creator, he's a, the universe, then if he created, he, he sent out all those messengers, one after the other, then obviously, whichever, the, 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 the most recent one, you should follow the guidance he, he, he did. Right. So, and and uh, Ismail, any books that are written are open to interpretation. Yeah. Um, so the, how you read it and how you interpret it, depending on you know, that your life lived or someone else even, uh, 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 may see it slightly different. Now this, this, this level of interpretation, this creates conflict at times. Yeah. Well, in Islam, in, 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 as a Muslim and in Islam, uh, the holy book we have is the Quran. And I'm actually going to leave a cop two copies of that in, in the library. One is just a straightforward English translation. The other one is with the Arabic and the English translation in there. Uh, the Quran basically tells out exactly how to live your life. It has 30 chapters and it has various stories from the past up to the life of where the, the, the Prophet Muhammad uh, peace be upon him. It has chapters related to uh, Prophet Abraham, chapters related to Prophet Moses, uh, Yusuf, you knew. It also has a chapter related to Mary. Uh, it's referred to Surah Maryam. We call Mary as Maryam. And that's, there is, there is no, there is no, that is the only chat section related to a woman, mm. because we hold Mary at the highest level. Is that so? That's quite similar to uh, the Catholic religion, um, where they hold uh, the, 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 the mother of Jesus, um, you know, to quite quite a, a um, yeah. quite a height in a sense. Um, it's interesting that you pick up on that because. Um, a lot of perceptions are that um, the Muslim religion is very much about the ma the man or the male being um, more important uh, than the female. Yeah. C can you um, tell us about that? I mean, you sort of you pray differently or so forth, and in many countries, women's rights are very very much res restricted. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, in Islam, the men and women are equal. You know, there's, there's just the, the perception people have about women is more related to culture. I think this is where the problem actually arises. It's not about religion. It's not about belief. It's about culture. Right. This is where difference, differences actually arise, and cultures obviously you can't change. And quite often people tend to put these down and say, "Well, my religion says that," but it's actually not religion. It's actually culture which says that. But going to, to the role of women, particularly in Islam, women are held at the highest esteem. You know, people, people think you know, women are second classes, they're not. Somebody asked the Prophet in his time, he said, after, all, after Allah, who is most important? And he replied, your mother. He said, after that, he said, your mother. After that, he said, your mother. He said, after that, he said, your father. 
And that shows the importance of the role of the woman, because mother is the one who is actually responsible for bringing you up in, in this world. I have to tell people that, you know, the love you have for your mother, you, you cannot pay her for one second the love she shows you. Mm. You know, and, and something the example they give me, they give is, she actually carries you in her body for nine months. She forsakes everything else to join that nine, nine months. And then even that one fraction of the second of pain she actually has in giving birth to you, you cannot pay for that. You cannot pay for that. And that is the level which we, we hold. Other thing, we, other thing which we have quite a lot of issues about, women particularly, and this was when we talk about equality, and particularly when we go to talk about mosques and such, for a long time, particularly in the UK, we had big issues where mosques were very much men-related. The problem, the reason behind that was that we never had premises which were large enough to hold both gatherings of male and female. But in Islam, what is really important for the role of a woman is to ensure that her male family attends mosque. As a woman, if she, if she ensures that her, in her, in her early days as a, as a mother, if she ensures that her husband and her son attend the mosque, she gets the same rewards as if she herself would have attended. Mm. And similarly, as she, as she grows older, uh, she becomes a sister, then she ensures her brother, her father, and obviously then later on she becomes a, she becomes a wife, she ensures her husband and then her son attend, attend the mosque and she gets the same benefits. So you have in Pakistan um, quite a, a, I wouldn't say liberal, but your, your prime minister, he's, he's in the, you know, he spent many t much time in the West and, and so forth. Um, is, is, there, is there an act of, uh, is there much effort being put in to um, educate and to change culture um, so that uh, these these uh, restrictions and you know the, the 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 sort of harm that comes to to women in various cultures and and, and I'm just sort of pecking up yeah. on on Pakistan but but particularly in places like Saudi Arabia you know we, we sort of uh, see it in the news and we know that the media uh, sometimes picks what it wants to show and so forth um, yeah. but are people like um, the uh, the prime minister in Pakistan are they putting this at the front of their, uh, or, 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 or talking about these kind of subjects, is it quite open to talk about this? Yeah, I think, that, like I said to you, culture is one of those which is embedded in, and sometimes it takes a long time to change culture. Uh, obviously one of, the, one of the big things is educating people to understand the difference between what religion is, what culture is. And obviously, if you look back at history, uh, women were always suppressed. Uh, it took a long time. Whichever religion, whichever, whichever absolutely, absolutely. It, it wasn't related to religion, it was related to culture. But it took a long time for that to actually change, where women even got the right to vote. The, the, I think the, the big issue really is about how do the communities and cultures actually deal with those issues. And it, it's, it's something which will take a long time to happen, but nevertheless, I think if you actually follow religion to what it actually means, then there are no problems. But 
it is because of the culture which, which causes the problems. Mm -hmm. And it is about, again, it's about education. Mm -hmm. and, and on the word of education, I mean, it's been in the papers quite recently about the Taliban who had actually gone back into power in Afghanistan, that they've stopped girls going back, going to school. One of the things the Prophet, peace be upon him, advocated was gaining knowledge. Not for just the male, for everybody. So everybody to gain knowledge because that benefits your, your society, mm. benefits your communities. So if you follow that principle, it's not religion which says you should not educate your uh, women. It's, it's your culture which stops that happening. Mm. Obviously, in terms of culture, there are a number of, number of factors. And obviously, in that respect, it is about where you, where, which, which part of the world you're in. Some world, world uh, countries have westernized. I would say beyond certain things, but others are still trying to keep. It's, it's keep about their, yeah, and there are extremes in any things. religion. There are uh, levels of extremes, whether it's to the left or to the right. Talking about the dress code now, because a lot of people don't understand uh, when uh, women wear a veil or so forth, um, and obviously. Uh, with the, uh, I, I don't know the full terminologies, but, but just the, the slit in the, the eyes and so the forth. Nicole, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, talk to, to tell us about the yeah. outfit and what it represents for. Yeah. What, 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 Islam, what Islam says is dress modestly. That is not for just for women, but also for men as well. Men should not wear clothes which drag on the floor. Because that. That used to be the power of the, 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 the person who wore them when they had lot these part of their clothes packages put down behind them. Similarly for women to dress modestly. Basically that not don't show your figure and make sure you actually hide your some part of your body, particularly the face, the hair. It is up to you as an individual how you want to practice that. Mm. Islam basically said dress modestly. Mm. And, it's, it really and that is open to interpretation, world, isn't it? Could, could mm. And therefore, a lot of in, in the Buddhist Muslim culture, it is about making sure you actually cover your body well. And obviously, part of that, some will actually say, right, they go to the to quite an extreme of uh, wearing a hijab and or a niqab. Hijab is where you actually wear the, 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 the cover your hair. Niqab is where you actually cover your face as well. And obviously, it's, in some countries, they do that other countries at all. It is up to the individual to decide where they want to be. And if you if you actually do want to practice Sorry, I do apologize. If you actually practice Islam how it should be practiced and how it was taught by the Prophet Peace upon him himself, then there's no there's no problems. Mm. But it is again again it goes back to the thing, culture. Mm. And and what I want to make a point of here is that people can dress however they they feel they they want to dress if, if and and uh you know and and it shouldn't be for me it, it it's not offensive to me it yeah. shouldn't be offensive to, to 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 me because uh there is that freedom of if and these and and again it, it for me belief systems is is something that um it is a belief it is something that we enjoy um, but it is when it is enforced and uh, that it becomes um, and, and this is t any religion across yeah, the, across yeah. the board so the interpretation and I've certainly seen uh, with some of my friends in the UK how uh, the interpretation of dress modestly has evolved over time yeah. how does um, how does Islam sort of 
keep up with you've got young people now who are you know sort yeah. of doing same thing in any any religion or any ideology living in a set but we've got the internet and 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 so forth how does it how, how does this uh, work for let, let's say it, it, uh, how you dress is very much culture related mm-hmm. and obviously as, as people change that the way they live they dress in a different way uh, as far as um, be, being muslim is concerned i think the role of the parents is very important mm. and it's not just in, in islam but also in, in any life uh, the role of the parents is most important and it is up to the parents to educate their children in terms of what their belief is and similarly if you if you had to then educate them in a way and actually create that environment mm. in your house as well then they respect that the problem which arises quite often is parents don't educate their children they don't tell them what the etiquettes of life are they don't tell them the etiquettes of their religion and obviously then they see other things and then they have to start to bring that into their life. Mm-hmm. And when they reach late uh, adolescent, then parents think, oh, I've got to start enforcing something. Too late. And this is where a lot of the friction rises. You hear stories about that in, in the UK, mm-hmm. around the world, everywhere else. This is where problems actually arise. Mm-hmm. And I've got two boys and we brought them in what we think, as a, as a, we think hopefully the right way in that. We talked about Islamists, we talked about, about other religions. We, we didn't stop them from attending church, we didn't stop them attending Christmas parties and such. So it's get, getting that rounded knowledge of that's how a, life is. That's actually wonderful because there are, uh, again, perhaps individuals as opposed to religions that are very, very, very exclusive about what you read, what you, where you go, and, and, and that doesn't allow the individual to have that freedom, to be able to choose and say, well, actually... So, Ismail, if your son came to you and said, actually, you know what, I've had a look around and I've, I've been around for a, while, for a little while now and I want to go and join, I want to become a Hindu instead, how would that sit with you? That would sit very difficult, I'll be very honest with you. Yes, sure, sit, no. That, that would sit very, diff- very, very difficult with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you'd have to ask us a question, where have I gone wrong mm-hmm. in my bringing up my child uh, in that, that my child is thinking that way. Mm-hmm. But I think, the, 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 in terms of, as a, as a Muslim, uh, I think what, another very important point is that if you believe in, like I said to you, the, the number of things we believe in, we believe in life after death, and we would be called to account for, for how we lived our life on this earth. Life on this earth is finite. We, we don't know when we're going to leave this earth. Mm. Uh, everybody comes with a certain time limit on them, but the only thing is we don't know when that's... The, Liberties. Is it today? Is it tomorrow? Is it one second now? Nobody knows that. And we will be accounted. And we'll be accounted for not just what we did ourselves, it's how we actually uh, manage our life, but also conveyed our message mm. to other people. How we conveyed our message, how we brought up our children. And we strongly believe that uh, the way you bring up your children and how they then did their life after you've gone you still get the benefit. So if you brought up your child as a good Muslim and they continue to practice, mm. you still reap that benefit once you passed away. Mm. Similarly, if you do something good for society and society benefits for something, one of the things which the Muslim community around the world is doing quite a lot of is, is building water pumps. 
and wanted to talk about the charity because actually there it says uh, like the Christian religion religions where they might say tithe or so forth you actually do um, a lot of charity in the UK feeding uh, the homeless and so forth yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that well one of the, the one of the the the, uh, the pillars of Islam is zakat is giving money to charity every year Muslims should pay two and a half percent which is one fortieth of their wealth to the people who need it. Whether people do that, obviously, it's up to them. But that is what is required from yourself as a Muslim. Over and above that, whatever you do, it, it, it's, a, it's an addition as well. But as a minimum, that's what you should be doing. Mm. So, it's the, so if, for example, if you own a house or you, and you don't pay anything on that because it's a place which is necessary for you to live in, if you have so much gold, over and above so much you've got, then you must pay a due uh, of one-fortieth uh, to an half percent. And that is paid to, normally there are other organisations around the world who you do it. Or you can do it directly to people you know who need it. And that also includes members of your family. Mm. You know, people, uh, and that was the purpose of the Zakat, because at, at that time, even in the old days, there were people Whose, whose uh, male who earned a living for them, they passed away. But obviously they had children, and the women had to look after the children, and so they didn't have any means. And that was to ensure that they did not suffer as a consequence. Mm. And this is where the whole thing about Islam is about community and about society mm. in which you live, caring about them, caring about everything you do. Because some people in the UK may say that you are quite, um, you know, you sort of uh, have your communities um, and do your thing, um, but the integration, now that for me is, is not right, because I know there's, when you go to work and you work with people from the Muslim community, and, and you know, I've been out on nights out with people uh, uh, not, not that they've been drinking I wouldn't say that they've been but you know but we've been out socially and so forth but a lot of people look at, uh, at the Muslim communities that you do keep yourself to yourself but that is not true um, and and also what you do uh, when you have these charities is not just for the Muslim community but because I've seen soup kitchens and and, and, and and food places which are feeding the homeless, no matter. Yeah, yeah. Islam, Islam, Islam is just, just not just about caring about the Muslims. It's caring about everybody in, in, in your society, in your community. And that is whether, whether they, have, they have a belief or they don't have a belief. Because human, human beings are the most important thing on, on this earth. So we as human beings, we will, we will be called upon. For example, if you've got a person who's, who's hungry and they actually you know about their hunger, on the day of judgment, God will ask you, you saw that person and you ignored him. Mm. But similarly, if you actually fed that person, mm. you, did, you, you did the deed which was required of you. And but if you don't do that, you will be called upon. And when we look at people who are starving or who need help and so forth, I think there is something, I'm, I'm not great with the whole Bible thing, but I think there is something in the Bible that says, you know, I came to you and I was the hungry person yeah. and I was, but you turned me away and so yeah. forth. So when we're actually helping, the way I like to look at it is when we're helping other people, we're helping everybody. You know, we're helping humanity. We're helping the same. We're all humanity, and 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 and, and uh, yeah. So uh, we're all part. We're all under the same sky. 
Well, can I just touch on something else? Sure. What one is when, when you when you pray, you do it for your benefit. When you pay your your zakat, you do it for your own benefit. When you when you fast, you do it for your own benefit. And when you go for the pilgrimage to Mecca, you do it for your own benefit. But when you actually help somebody, you do it for humanity. Mm. That is so. It's not about what you do for yourself. It's what you do for the whole of the, your, your community. And all of those things that you've just mentioned there, going to Mecca or educating yourself or so forth or having money in the bank, that can then be transcended to help other people. We talked about family. Family's a huge part. I mean, it, it's here on St. Helena. You can see that, uh, you know, we have a wonderful family culture here. Uh, in Liverpool, I found that there was a big... Uh, a, a, a big, a, a big um, a lot of meaning for for family uh so within the, the the muslim community family from the mother down and father it's it's a huge thing yeah but family the that family is the focus of life and that's not basically what i said to you about the, the role of brothers similarly the role of fathers uh, as, a, as a as a as a as a male for example your job is to look after any your mother uh, first of all, when you grow up, then obviously later on, your, your sisters. Similarly, then you get married, you have a wife, and then obviously, if you've got children, your daughters. And that just not includes those who you actually give birth, are responsible for giving birth to, but also the wider society. So if you treat the, the women in exactly the same way, it's really, really important. So, for example, if you see an elderly, elderly woman, you treat her as you would treat your mother. If you see somebody who's actually very similar to your age, you see treat them as a sister. And similarly, same vice versa as well, for a woman to treat a similar male as a, as a brother. And if you if you take that as a as a principle of living, then you don't have any problems. Mm-hmm. But the, again, I say the role is about families, and that's why it is about what cre- what you create in your household, the culture the way you live, bringing them up in the right way, not just about educating them about Islam, but also educating them to, to prosper in their life, giving them the, the, the life skills, but also telling them about other things in life as well, like other religions, other cultures, so they actually understand, so they're more rounded, they can wow. understand how, what, what makes other people tick as well. Because procreation is one of those things, we have children and we say we do the best we can, but for instance, people go out there and they have, we have sort of lives which are, um, are not conducive to being kind or, or um, and, and then we get into power, yeah. take Adolf Hitler for yeah. instance, and this can impact on a lot of people. Yeah. So actually the procreation, the, 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 the children that we are pushing out into the world, we have a responsibility to make sure that they aren't going to become... Um, Need I say an Adolf Hitler or um, even a Donald Trump? Well, I think what what, what we're saying is how we create the the, 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 the family and the family culture. But it's also about you, how you actually portray that to your children. So it's no good telling your children to learn to read the Quran or go to school and get educated. And you yourself actually lounge about on on the set and watch TV. Amen to that. But it's example you set yourself. So your role in, in creating that uh, understanding is very important. And, you know, they, 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 they say, do what I say, not what I do. But it, it doesn't hold. 
Because if you tell somebody to do something and you don't want to do that yourself, they don't really listen to you. No. So similarly, and that's go back to what I was saying earlier about when you bring up children, you've got to create that culture. So if you, for example, in, in, as a Muslim, if you pray five times a day yourself and you also encourage your children to say pray five times a day, but if you actually don't pray five times a day yourself and then say to your children, go on, just go say your prayer, your child is not going to say it. Absolutely. Well, you're not saying it, why should I be saying it? Mm. So, so it's, it's, it's creating that culture, creating mm. that environment, mm. very, very important. And the prayer, you pray five times a day. Now, for people out there will be thinking, you know, I don't get time to do this, this, this. But this is a very sacred uh, thing that you set aside. Can you explain to us why you pray five times a day? Pray, basically, what the purpose of prayer is, remember your creator. And remember your creator, uh, creator all the time. But then obviously there are specific times to say that, that's what you should do. It is making time available. We've got time to do everything else in our lives. But when it says, when somebody says, well, go and read the Quran and say, I've got time, I've got, I'm busy, I've got work to do. Yeah, we've got, got time for all the yeah, wrong we've things. Got everything else, but we've got <laughs> creating that time. I mean, I, here, and, and I would have to say, in my early lives, I wasn't very, very practicing. I mean, we all are like that. But what I did have, I'd had a very good upbringing in that where my parents taught me how to live. So once I got through my early 20s, then I realized what my parents did is the right thing. So obviously then you start beginning to bring that into your life. And all through my life, since then, I've never had a problem trying to say my prayer during work. Obviously in the UK, they, they create these, these environments. But here, even on this island, I've not had any problems in that, in my office. Although they haven't got, I haven't got a room where I can actually say my prayer, but I use other rooms which are available. And my colleagues in the office, they know when I go, when I go for a prayer. Mm. I use the, the build, my, my building control officer's room quite often. And what I do, I go in there, lock the door, and I have to give credit to my, my team. They understand that. Mm. Fri the, the Friday prayer is very important. Tell us about the Friday prayer, because this, the, the, the Friday prayer, is it, is it more vocal than uh, the five prayers that you pray during the day? I mean, there's a, I remember being in, well, in, in the UK or South Africa or wherever, um, uh, and there's, it's, it seems to be more vocal, louder than... Yeah, yeah. The, the, the most important day is Friday. Uh, that's what we refer to the holy day. Uh, the midday prayer, which is at, at noon, is where you actually have the, the main sermon, and this is where we call, we call, we refer to Juma Namaz, Juma prayer. And this is where most, if, people, if you don't say your prayer five times a day, what many Muslims will do, they'll make an effort to go and say their Juma prayer. And basically, this is where the mosques are absolutely full to the brim. And they have a sermon and have a, a short prayer, and obviously the sermons are uh, broadcasted. Here on the island, uh, when I came here, that was my biggest concern, whether I would have the opportunity to say a Friday prayer. Mm. When I came here, I was so fortunate that there were 12 Muslims on the island. Uh, um, Eamon, who was uh, leading some, that, that particular group, we used to meet in uh, Logwood, where, they, where all those guys used to live, and we used to have a Friday prayer, which Eamon used to lead. But unfortunately, after a year, 
nine months, Eamon left, and we thought, what are we going to do now? So since then, obviously we didn't have a, didn't have a place, but uh, with Dr. Um, Walid, uh, who's from Libya, and a Muslim, and his, and his wife, uh, Rima, we were fortunate. They lived close to the hospital, and we said, can, can we, we had, a, had a very good relationship with them. So can we say our Friday prayer together there? Dr. Walid, because of his work situation, he didn't actually go to Longwood for his Friday prayer. Because being an ethicist, he had to be within 10 yeah. minutes of Sure, of course. So I'll be back in about a half an hour, yeah. <laughs> so he, couldn't, he said, I, I'd love to go to Longwood to say my private prayer, but unfortunately, because of the work situation, if there was ever any situation, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be responsible. Mm. So he didn't. So when we'd actually work at his house, obviously, that made it easier because, obviously, since he's left, we've we now moved to our house. Right, <laughs> yeah. okay. We, there are quite a few Muslims on the island. Um, I don't want to name anybody, but obviously those who have actually gone, I can name them. We had obviously Eamon, uh, 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 who's from Egypt, and a number of others from uh, Egypt at that time. About 12 or 13 of them. And it was really great. It was Friday, Friday afternoon, I used to pop, pop down there, say my Friday prayer. And you'd but, have to change your outfit as well, or you go yeah. as you, do you. You don't have to change your clothing. You do. What you should do on Friday, you should wear clean clothes. Mm. Obviously, fresh clothes. Saints will tell you that they wear clean clothes every day. <laughs> well, wear, but you should wear fresh clothes. Yeah. yeah. Or some people like to say, almost like in, in, in Christianity, you should wear your sort of Sure, best. sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, so there's nothing, nothing uh, you don't have to do anything else. But obviously, if you dress uh, clean clothes, is really important in, in, in terms of your religious requirement. And, and we then we actually also had uh, Dr. Imran and his wife, uh, who were here for about six six months. They were from the UK, uh, which was really good for, for my at that particular time because my wife could actually communicate with somebody who spoke the same right. language. Sure, and your wife doesn't speak very uh, much English, or she, she speaks because. The community we lived in, she yes. didn't actually speak, she, she could speak English, yes. make conversation. Yes. But because there are other people who spoke Urdu and Punjabi, so it's quite easy to speak. Yes. But since she's come here, so her English has improved immensely. Yes. So, and then we also had uh, Dr. Mohammed who came, he was from Egypt, uh, he used to join us. There was also another doctor from, from Canada, but he was from an Egyptian background. Uh, I just can't remember his name now, mm. he was, he was mm. here on his own. Sure. So he used to join us. Um, at the moment, on, on the island, we've got a few more people. Uh, and was, like I said, I'm not going to name them. But I think that the, the issue we actually have is that some people, Muslim people, don't feel comfortable coming out openly. Because I come from the UK, I've gone through this process. With our, I, I arrived in the UK in 1965. Mm. So you can work out how old I am. And I came there as a eight-year-old at that particular sure. time. And you've gone through the process of integrating within a society and, that yeah. there will be the uh, sort of people out there who, who find the whole prayer thing and the religion thing. And this is why we wanted to have this, because it's not, there's nothing sinister. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's the same, uh, you know, it's, it's just another religion. But social media and the news has a way of um, purveying things that, that we know that we had the Muslim cleric at Finsbury um, Park in, uh, in, in London. Now, he, people like that do 
so much damage to um, what what is promoted as quite a peaceful, you know, a, a peaceful religion. Yeah. Um, what has it been like for yourself, your family, friends, with all of that, with nine eleven and so forth? Um, and 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 how have how has how have you worked with community leaders or so forth to try and combat yeah. uh, the fallout from I that? Think the, 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 the whole of the world has gone through quite a considerable change over the years, and incidents like that, like, I've not actually helped. The issue, the issue really comes down to not about it's not it's not it's not about religion, it's about the wider world politics. How thank you, culture, thank how you. Cult, how different cultures, different people from different backgrounds have actually suffered the consequence because of not being treated uh, fairly and equally, and obviously now at the moment. These, the Black Lives Matters has been, is a big issue. Reason, the reason behind that is because now p- people from that background realise they've had to suffer so much in the past, now it's the time to speak up. And, so, and obviously that's now taken momentum. But unfortunately, religion has never been seen as that. Because religion is a, is a totally, totally different kettle of fish in terms of two human beings in that respect. But nevertheless, Yes, there are issues around the world, and some, some of those issues are about world power. And, and, and the media religion is used yeah. as a means of mm. that destruction. Right, and the media will take one incident in America yeah. um, and blow this wide up, um, but there may be similar thousands of similar incidents, and nothing gets mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that yeah, again, this this is where I think if you actually if you actually understand Islam. What, what it means of peace and sanctity of life being so important, then hurting another human being is the biggest sin you can actually commit. Mm. So when they talk about in the Quran, uh, jihad, uh, c- can you just explain to people what what, what that well, refers to? The, the, the meaning of the word jihad means struggle. It doesn't mean war. It's just construed, that's what it is. Yes, in the past, in the, in the old days, at the time of the Prophet, jihad was seen as, because it was a struggle, much of the thing was related to about wars and battles. But that is now used as a mainstream. But if you would use the word jihad in what it means, as a struggle, everything we do every day is jihad. Me coming to work when I'm not feeling well is a struggle, it's jihad. The fact that I don't have enough resources to do what I, how I want to live, and I have to struggle through life. That is jihad. So, so using the word jihad is, is misconstrued in, mm. in a lot of ways in that respect. Mm. But like, go back to what, what I say. That obviously, the word jihad in terms of battle and war does actually become quite popular, mm. particularly when you talk about some of the destruction which actually happened with 9-11 and all the other incidents around the world. And, and I'm so glad you picked up on economics and politics and so forth, because I was talking to someone actually in Michigan, um, communicating, he works with, uh, you know, in a university, um, there were Muslims working there, Muslim friends and so forth, um, and I asked him, I said, you know, about this whole thing, and he, he nailed it, he said, you know, it's about politics, it's about economics, it's uh, why did George Bush go into um, or, 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 or have these relationships with Saudi Arabia that then turned and, and all of these things it's, it's a web of, of distortion that then gets nailed or pinned onto um, individuals 
or groups of people and and creating um, hate on both sides. Yes. Well, that, that's, that's actually it. it's basically it's your politics, isn't it? Uh, we, we created that environment, so big people then rise against that, and they then use their religion as a means of. But if you go back to the basics of what what, what Islam is about, then you would not be doing these things. I think, and the other thing also is even even within Islam, there are so many different factions. So many different factions. Thank you. I was going to bring that and up just now. And obviously, the, the two main factions are Sunni and Shia. And there is a lot of friction between them. And obviously, the, 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 this power base in South in, in the Middle East is very much geared towards that. Mm -hmm. Because you've got very strong Shia communities, you also got very strong Sunni communities. And in, in a lot of those communities, they coexist. And the power, where in some cases, the power rests with the, the Shia who, who are in government, or vice versa. Mm. So this is where, where you know you hear about what's happening in Yemen and, or all other parts of the world. It's, a, it's, it's exactly the same thing. Politics. It's, it's, it's that political struggle between different factions, and then the the battle is fought in the game, in the name of religion, mm. but it's not in the name of religion. It's actually the name of the economics and the short well-being of those communities. People might look at the, uh, the, the way the battle fought, and, and, and if we can look at Nigeria and places like that as well, where uh, you know young girls have been um, taken away and so forth and kidnapped and, and brutalized. Or, uh, so when we look at the brutality um, of, of, uh, of this, this kind of politics over the years, and this has been going on for thousands of years, yeah way back to you know China and so forth Chinese history but when we look at the brutality that that's the bit that the news the media tends to zoom in on um, and okay it's not it, it's absolutely um, it, it, it's not right but to then put it lay it firmly on the 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 Muslim community or Islam as yeah. a as a religion or uh, an ideology th this is where we go wrong. This uh, this is where this is where the, the whole issue is. Yes, uh, obviously, if I, like like I said to you before, uh, in terms of how we as individuals treat people, as a male how I treat my female counterparts, and as a female how you treat your male counterparts. If you actually use that sanctity of life in the way it should be, then you wouldn't make, you wouldn't do that. But the thing is, people, because there are wider uh, philosophical, political issues, that is what governs our lives. Not, it's, not, it's not religion which mm -hmm. is governing our lives. Mm -hmm. And no matter, no matter what people say, you know, I say I'm a good Muslim, but I don't treat, but my, uh, women can't go, go and get education. And you're not living according to the life, the, what the teaching of the property is. Mm. But the other thing also is, we pick and choose. And that's the, that is, again, a very big, important thing. We pick and choose what is good, what is not. But religion is not about picking what's picking what is good and what, what is not. Religion is holistic. But unfortunately, because we as human beings, that's what we are, mm. we, we pick what we think. Mm. Religion is uncomfortable at times as well. I mean, for for you know, for me, I found elements of religion to be uh, quite um, uh, overpowering and and uncomfortable. 
Um, but actually, once I realized that, that, you know, I could live freely with all those, with, you know, don't kill, don't this, don't that, don't this, uh, but I could still live and not, and, and actually when I go out into nature, I do worship something greater. I worship, you know, a great power that is created, um, all this. I may not say the same words or read the same doctrines, yeah. but um, having those, uh, being able to, to, to not feel that we have to be part of, um, but still carrying uh, those sentiments in our hearts. Um, how, how do you, and you mentioned earlier on about uh, encouraging your sons to go out and look at different uh, uh, kinds of, uh, let's say, different kind of belief systems and so forth. So, so that whole misconception that it's you know our way or the highway. Yeah, yeah. I think you just you know, you know, that quite quite well in terms of you know the life, the the, the, the society we live in. We do get conflicting views, and. Again, it's about how you actually understand how those different things work. Mm. But again, it, it come in, in terms of bringing up children, it still comes back to how you actually bring your children up. Mm. If you treat, bring them up to respect society, respect your neighbourhood, respect your parents uh, and your teachers, then they will you heed that. But if you and obviously if you don't show them that of yourself, then obviously. That's where the conflict starts arising. Mm. Again, it comes back to if you teach them to say, yeah, tell them you've got to say your prayer, and then you don't actually say it. You know, it, mm. it's not going to. I mean, just going to going back to to, to my uh, boys. My boys, we actually, when my all of both my boys, they were brought up in Luton. That's had a strong uh, mm. community. Yes, I've done better work there. Yeah, but uh, they actually went to a school in Harpenden. Oh, very uh, nice, leafy. Uh, it's, yes. a, it's a really posh area. It is, it yeah. is, yes. Uh, the reason behind that was that some of the schools in, in Luton were not very good in terms of their education, particularly our catchment school. But we were very fortunate to get a place uh, at a school in Harpenden. So they used to go there. And so they mixed basically with a very white community. Mm. And they had a few problems. And you just touched upon you know, some of the incidents which had happened. And during that time, they did, they did have the experience. But because they were able to rise above that, and in the way they actually lived and worked with, uh, had friendship with, the, with their fellow students, they didn't have any problems. Because mm -hmm. Ismail, this is the thing that I um, you know, am, am trying within my life, is that when you have this kind of adversity or when you have this, this, this uh, front at you, to retaliate and to respond in, in, in an aggressive or an angry or um, a, a manner, we're not helping. We're not helping, no, yeah. And to, to actually understand that when, during COVID, um, when I was in Liverpool, um, one of the guys, Chinese guys, said he got chased down the street by people uh, because of uh, COVID yeah. had yeah. apparently come from China. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's, and that is why when it comes to the media, when it comes to politics, when, you, when it comes to someone like Donald Trump standing there and talking about these things, millions of people follow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you only have to remember what happened on 6th of January last year, this year. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and we'll, you know, it may have been funny for uh, for or, or humorous for people to make jokes about it. The person who's living that uh, tag, uh, those blanket statements, and it it it's, it's must have been very uncomfortable. Yeah. For. Yeah. So that, like I say, it goes back to how religion and politics sit together. Mm. They can they can sit together, but unfortunately, if you've got a very uncomfortable relationship and how it is perceived by the media and obviously they, they want to uh, make news and obviously making news is, is their job and mm. if anything which can actually sell their papers, sell their stations, they, they actually do that and obviously one of the ways they do that is how to see how they promote that conflict sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it's always, it's always a blame culture rather just uh, quite often in, in Absolutely. That, in, 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 rather than trying to understand. And, and the reason, as I say, to, for, for us to have you here at Saint FM this morning was because we want to understand. Um, and, and, and I hope that the island um, as a whole will, 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 you know, perhaps try to find, so even if it's, you may not be able to, to uh, read the Quran and so forth, but even having a conversation and opening our hearts and our minds. We've got five minutes left, Ismail. Can you wrap up or perhaps, you know, uh, sort of bundle up the, the, law, the, the conversation that we've just had uh, in five minutes, um, your time here on St. Helena and uh, what you'd like to see as perhaps a Muslim who, who may return, and I keep saying, uh, and, and not using your name, but, but of course the context of this conversation is, is about Islam, but as also for other Muslims coming here. Is it, what can we do to to um, create a more inclusive? Um, I think on the, on the island there is a fear because people don't actually have enough knowledge about Islam and how different people can cope. Because it's quite an enclosed community, uh, it's not been exposed to the wider world. So one of the things I would, I would say is look at people as they are, as, as individuals. And. Most of those who actually come, up, come here, we actually see them as people as professional. They come here to, to work, and obviously, uh, they, 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 you've got to embrace them and also learn what, what, what they are about. And I, just on that point, you know, on Friday, Fridays, a couple of times it, it happened to me. I'm working on my, on my computer, I don't realize what the time is, and my admin officer. I'm happy to name her, uh, Karen. She would actually remind me, say, Ismail, it's half past twelve. Um, and you're not going for your Friday prayer today. And you know, just alert me that, you know, apart from working on it because not realise what the time is. You know, again, if you if you help people to understand who you are Well done, Karen. They they will actually understand you as well. But I think that the, the fear here is some quite few who actually come here, they don't they, because of the fear, they don't come forward yeah. and say, I'm a Muslim. Yeah. And then that, that, that is where, so I think that's the probably popular. There is, on this island, I, I would say, there is a lot of bias. Um, and I'm happy to say on, on here, I've spoken to the governor, I've spoken to the chief secretary uh, to raise some of those issues, and they actually understand that. And the thing about the Friday prayer particularly was quite close to me. So I said, we need somewhere we could actually, as, as Muslims, we should not have to meet in somebody's house because we want to make it open to everybody who who's, who is a Muslim mm. or doesn't come out, come out mm. to be a Muslim. Mm. 
let them know we meet on a Friday afternoon. Because actually, someone might decide, hey, you know what, I quite like this. I quite like the ideology. Don't be afraid of losing people to um, another religion that may be better suited to them. But I'm I'm sorry, it's it's about people's choices and um, what you feel in your heart. So uh, we should never be afraid if we, on the one sky, on the one God. We should never be afraid of, of sharing and, and, and allowing people yeah, to have yeah. and exercise yeah. that choice. So, so thanks, so thanks to the, the, the governor and uh, the chief secretary, we actually have a we've done, they've now created a multi faith room. I mean, that's it's a very common thing in the UK, uh, in hospitals, in airports, even in, in shopping centres. Now they have multi faith rooms, and I have to say, that the most the, the people who actually use them most are the Muslims. Mm. You won't see anybody, you hardly see anybody, any other religion in Buddhism there. Buddhism more. But this is Muslim. So we actually have a, a multi-faith room now in the Greenwich mm-hmm. Care Centre, where we actually now meet for our Friday prayer. Mm-hmm. So in the future, hopefully, that will be where people... So we, we, as, as, as by passing gift to the, uh, the island, we're going to leave a few uh, prayer mats there. And also my wife will leave some scarves as well. So women, obviously, they have to cover their hair before they say their prayer. Mm-hmm. So they will be there. And like I said, I'm also going to leave two copies of the, 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 the translation of the Quran in, in, in the library. Uh, so people actually, I, I believe there isn't one there at the moment. So hopefully people are interested uh, to know about what Islam is. But, but the thing is, reading the Quran as a, as a translation may not actually help you. You actually need other books which actually explain what Islam is. Mm-hmm. So hopefully over a period of time, I will actually send some of those books over to, to the island. To, to, for, for the library, so they can actually, they are there. If any, I think it's about knowledge. The most important, how do you spread knowledge? And the only way you can actually spread knowledge is by talking to people mm-hmm. and by reading about it. Absolutely. Yes, on the internet, there's all information available about Islam. But you've got to go to the right web page. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can go to the wrong web page and get totally different information about Islam. Absolutely. Ismail, I wish your family and you, uh, your wife and you, a safe journey back uh, to uh, the UK. All the very, very best on the Falkland Islands. Thank you so much for giving up an hour of your time today. Um, I know that it's an hour well spent, not only for now, as you say, uh, passing the flame on for people who are coming to the island. Yeah.